Available for work, written by Tom Wainwright. Got out of bed, the alarm clock told me that it was sorry. The alarm clock told me that it was sorry. The alarm clock told me that it was sorry, 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 sorry. Got out of bed, the only thing I could say was sorry. Monday, 8am, the alarm goes, I put it on snooze. 8.07am, the alarm goes, I put it on snooze. 8.14am, the alarm goes, I put it on snooze. 8.21am, the alarm goes, I turn it off. Look up at ceiling, think it's Saturday. Smile and curl back up into my duvet. 8.29am, realise it's actually Monday. Fight to hold back the tears. I'm late. Hello, Sam. Kate, where are you? It's ten past ten. I know. You're late. Sam. Kate. Um, I don't think I could make it in today. No? No, I've got this really awful flu bug thing. Yeah. My eyes are streaming. Yeah. My sinuses are blocked. Mm-hmm. I could barely swallow. Really? I don't think I can make it in. Can you get out of bed? What? No. Have you had a cup of tea today? Yes. Yeah. Did you make it yourself? Yes. Then you can get out of bed. Yes. Then I'll see you at eleven, Kate. Okay. Try to read a book, but every single word is sorry. Or every word I read is sorry. Okay, mate, they're ready for you. I'd like to go through. Good luck. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hello, Hello Matthew. Matthew. Please, Matthew, take a seat. Thanks a lot. Cheers. So, what makes you think we should employ you in this position, Matthew? Well, my CV shows that while I have a lot of experience in the advertising sector, I am still relatively young, so I... Sorry, can I just interrupt you there? Um, Do you mind standing up? Well, no. Then do it. Stand up. Okay. Now. Okay. Turn around, bend over. What? So we can see your bottom. Okay, thank you. Please, take a seat. Now, I see that you left your last position because of a perceived lack of ambition within the company. Would you like to tell us more? Certainly. Um, I believe every business should be in a state of constant revolution. I felt I was... Matthew, do you mind taking your shirt off? I beg your pardon? We want to see your tits. Are they hard or are they soft? What are your nipples like? Are they hairy? Are you bald? Are you covered in mould? Are you buff or are you just a disappointment? Well, I... Okay! Hurry up! You're taking too long! Can I put it back on now? No! No. Sit down, Matthew. Matthew. Yes? Who do you fancy the most? I'm sorry, what? Out of us. Who do I fancy? Yes, Matthew. (laughs) Who do you fancy? The most. I'm not sure how to answer that question. With your mouth. Use your mouth, Matthew. Matthew's mouth. Are you looking at my cleavage, Matthew? No! Why not? Are you gay? I really don't think that's any of your business. Look, for the record, no, I am not gay, but I really can't see what that has to do with anything. Oh, Matthew. You're just a little baby, aren't you? Go, 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 go
got a little stiffy. Please stop it. Oh, everybody stop it. Matthew says stop it. Mm. Matthew, I have one last question for you. If we decide to give you the job, could you envisage maintaining a relationship with us, your senior colleagues, of light flirtation at all times, in which your senior colleagues repeatedly touch you in a suggestive manner which you may in no way reciprocate, but keep well alive the possibility that at any moment you might make passionate love to one of your senior colleagues over the desk, on the photocopier, in the lift whilst retaining a permanently pleasant, naive attitude that allows your senior colleagues to laugh at you and then to patronise you? Um, yeah, I suppose so. Good. Now drop your trousers. To your house, tell me why I could be sorry. Oh, tell me why I am sorry. 8.45 a.m. Moosley. 8.57 a.m. Brush teeth. Breath still tastes of coffee. 9.05 a.m. Leave house. Walk to work. Single file. 9.21 a.m. Ignore homeless man who is asking for my money. 9.32 a.m. Arrive at work two minutes late, sweating. The smell makes me want to throw up. 9.35 a.m. Switch on computer. Play solitaire. Think about what flapjack I shall have at 11. Hello? Hello, Sam. Kate, it's ten past ten. Where are you? I'm in casualty, actually. Good. Heavens, what's happened? You all right? Not really, no. I've got a viral infection of the heart and lungs. Oh, no. Are you going to be okay? I don't know, Sam. That's the thing. Nobody knows for sure. Poor thing. Just take it easy. We can get on fine without you here this week. Okay. I just feel like I've let everybody down. Don't be ridiculous. I'm scared, Sam. Oh, come on now. Everything's going to be just fine. <laughs> I just feel so lonely. Nobody will tell me what's going on. Wait a minute. Kate, are you there on your own? Yes. Okay. It's all right, Sam. I can soldier on. No, no, no. I've got a better idea. The office is only ten minutes from the hospital. You rest easy. I'm on my way. Morning, team. Morning, Morning, Chris. Chris. Now, I've got a lot to get through this morning, so we can't hang around. Daisy, do you have the itinerant scheduling debrief? Yes, Chris. Shoot. Okay, first up is the question of sustainable facilitation of our key criteria. Mm -hmm. Head office have raised concerns as to the viability of the current trajectory. Polly? Chris. What's your take on this? My take on what? On what Daisy just said. Oh, right. Yes, well, in the last quarter, we did notice a significant shift in marketable asset booms, yeah. which, set against the devaluation of the Ibili-Bibili, led to an overall rise in zonal quantification. Mm -hmm. But it's been Brian that's really led on this one. Oh, that's very kind of you. But <laughs> in truth, it really was a shared effort. What was, Brian? The, uh, <clears throat> the uh, thing. Me and Polly. We both did it. Polly? Ibili-Bibili. I see. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but what I think you're saying is that both yourself and Polly successfully navigated the variable hedge fund playing field by proxy. That's exactly what I'm saying. Can we have a round of applause for Polly and Brian, please? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Next time, Brian, don't be so shy. I won't, Cri. What? Cri. Cri. Sorry, you've, you've lost me. <clears throat> don't worry about it. Cri. Doesn't work. No, stop it. Sorry, Chris. Shh. <clears throat> Hang on. Where's Carrie Ann? Oh, she's negotiating a tariff realignment with Vortex Torpedo. How's it looking? Could go either way. God damn! 
What's next? Sensitive, active, reactive, interactive, activity, action plans. Go on. We're behind. Polly, how's this happened? When I spoke to you last week, you said you had it covered. I did, but the fallout from the audit report sent us into a tailspin. I hate to pass the buck, but it's basically all Brian's fault. What? He took his eye off the ball. Which ball? The bouncy ball. Where is it now? I honestly don't know. I don't believe it. Brian, is this true? No. Polly? Brian forgot to translate the strategic growth index for the 2007 Oblique 8 tax year. <sighs> it's an easy mistake to make, but the point is... I don't know what the point is, but the upshot is... Exactly that. Exactly what? That. Ah, I see. Brian, what can I say? I'm very disappointed. You're better than this. Hang on a second. Can I at least give my side of the story? Shoot. Once upon a time, there were three goats. One big one, one medium-sized one... That's got nothing to do with it, you know it, Brian. Shape up or ship out. I can't believe this is happening. Don't cry, Brian. Can I just say something in Brian's defence? Shoot. Since the multi-member merger, we've had a few teething problems, particularly with the number of eggs in the mainframe network. Eggs? Eggs, Chris. It's true. I found an egg in my inbox last Tuesday. It's been an absolute nightmare. Polly, have you had your eggs? One or two. Why did nobody bring this to my attention? We thought we could handle it, but it spiralled out of all control. Sorry, Chris. It's my fault, really. God damn! What's the time? 9.33. Time out. I need a latte. Every silhouette is sorry, 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 sorry. Back to your house. 10.45am, buy and eat flapjack, dry, coffee and cigarette. 11am, toilet. 11.17am, resume work. 11.18am, think about what sandwich I'm going to have for lunch. Decide on BLT. 1pm, lunch. BLT is disappointing, can of coke warm, and cigarette. 1.30pm, toilet. 1.47pm, resume work. Think about what snack I'm going to have at 3.30. for what seemed like hours. It was probably only 40 minutes. They were speaking to each other in Arabic, I think. The van came to a halt. They threw me out and led me to this room. Then they locked the door. It's pitch black. Oh, Christ, they're outside. I can hear them. The door's opening. Oh, please, God, no. He's got a knife. a letter. Yes, I'll just get my pen and paper. No, don't talk about it, Jenny. Just do it. Yes, Roger. What did you say? Um, yes, Roger. <laughs> you think that's funny, do you? No. Very cute. I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, young lady, you sail on my ship, you play the jib. Understand? No. Okay, let me rephrase that. The silk cloth covers the iron fist. Do I make myself clear? 
Hey, Roger. I'm watching you, Jenny. Like a hawk watches a stoat. Do you understand? My talons are out. I might not necessarily attack. I may become distracted by some other prey. Perhaps a weasel. Or maybe a ferret. But until that point, I am hovering above your head, ready to strike, to kill, and eat you. Do you understand? Jenny, do you understand? Yes, Roger. What? Yes, Roger. Yes, Mr. Pollock. Yes, Mr. Pollock. What? Yes, Mr. Pollock. Good. I am the hawk and you are the stoat. Remember that. What are you? I'm sorry, Roger. Mr. Pollock! Mr. Pollock. What are you, Jenny? I'm your PA. What animal, Jenny? What animal? Oh, um, I'm, I'm a stoat. Yes, you are. You are a stoat. What noise does a stoat make, Jenny? Um, oh, uh, I don't know. Make the noise. Do it. Okay. Um. Louder. Louder, Jenny. The stoat is too quiet. I can't hear the stoat. I can see the stoat, but I can't hear it. Good, Jenny. Good. Here comes the hawk. That's better. Oof. I am parched. Jenny, would you get me a latte? Black or white? Get out.
Hello, Kate. It's Sam from a bedsit somewhere near Croydon. How are you doing? Oh, you know, not bad, considering I'm being buggered senseless by an eight-stone man called Tracy. Oh! <laughs> Listen, Kate, I've just received your covering letter and CV. Are you still available for work? Oh, excellent. Here's an idea. Why not take a rope, tie it around your throat into a noose, a chat to the ceiling, and... Oh, that back! Get Muffin at workstation, dry, sour, smoke a cigarette, cough. 3.20pm, resume work. Think about what I'm going to have for dinner. Decide on chicken salad because I'm on the Atkins diet. 4pm, decide that was the longest 40 minutes I have ever known. I didn't say anything. You did? I heard you. I heard you. Dean, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. What, you'd rather talk to yourself? Yes. Muppet. Shut up. Are you hearing voices yet? Voices? What voices? What are you talking about? Voices in your head. Female voices saying all the words. Dean, sod off. I'll go for a fag. You want one? I've already had one. You're going to regret that. Go away. A mug. Ah, Dean. What a pleasure it is to work alongside you. Now then, where were we? Peter Matthews. Name, colon, Peter Matthews, full stop. Address, colon, 13 Worthington Gardens, full stop. Complaint, colon. When last making complaint to Norwich Union, comma, Mr. Matthews was put on hold by a customer services representative for a total of 10 minutes, comma, at a cost to Mr. Matthews of 15 pence per minute, full stop. When finally Mr. Matthews was able to speak to a customer complaints representative, comma, he was shocked by the abrupt and dismissive telephone manner of said representative, full stop. Mr. Matthews believes said representative gave a false name and wishes to add that he is not amused by what he describes as, comma, quote, pathetic schoolboy humour, unquote, full stop. In light of the above indignities Mr. Matthews believes he has endured, comma, he demands a full apology from the individual, open brackets, S, close brackets, involved. Full stop. He also expects a refund in full of said telephone call, comma, which at 11 and a half minutes totals at £1.73. Pence. Full stop. Name, colon, Celia Dalton. Full stop. Address, colon, 10 Shepherd's Gate Road, The Wirral. Full stop. Complaint, colon. What was that? Hungry? I can't be hungry. How can I be hungry? I've not done anything today. The only time I got up was to have a piss. Oh, Christ, it's only half eleven and I've already had my fag. Bacon. Complaint. Colon. 
Miss Dalton wishes to complain about a Norwich Union commercial she recently viewed on ITU1. Full stop. She says that the advert claimed that Norwich Union would quote her happy if she called them that day. Full stop. Tomato. When Miss Dalton called up, she was disappointed to discover, comma, via a recorded message, comma, that Norwich Union apostrophe's offices were in fact closed. Full stop. When Miss Dalton called the next day, Mail days! She was horrified to discover that rather than being quoted, quote, happy, unquote, Sandwich. she was in fact quoted, quote, unhappy, unquote, regarding a quote she'd received regarding home insurance. Full stop. I'm starving. Miss Dalton does not request a Sandwich. But seeks to highlight that others may be left hungry. by the Sandwich. That they could be quoted, quote, happy, unquote, comma, when she herself was clearly hungry until the following Sandwich. When she was quoted, quote, unhappy, unquote, by the Sandwich. She spoke to on the telephone. Full stop. She wishes to further add bacon to the lettuce and tomato. because I'm starving. I've got to get a sandwich. You want the rest of my scotch egg? What, Dean? How long have you been sitting there? About three seconds. You hungry? Yes. Scotch egg? I've gone then. Oh. Thanks. Have you ever shut up your back? <laughs> Five thirty p.m. Home time. Walk home. Five forty-two p.m. Ignore different homeless man who is asking for my money. Six p.m. Get home. Put lasagna in the oven. Seven p.m. Dinner. Watch the news. Seven thirty p.m. Switch over to a new life down under. Fall asleep. Ten forty-five p.m. Wake up. Grumpy. Run a bath. Eleven thirty. In bed. Set alarm for eight a.m. Try and read the life of Pi, but can't find place. Look forward to getting pissed on Friday. Sleep. Hello? Hello, Sam? Kate, where are you? It's ten past ten. I know. You're late. I know. Then get a move on. Sam, listen, I can't do it anymore. Can't do what anymore, Kate? I can't do it, Sam. It's killing me. I can't spend one more minute in that fucking office. I can't do it. What do you mean? You have to. I can't. You have to. But I can't. Yes, you can. Can't. I won't. No, please. I, pre I really, no, really, Kate. Sam, please. Please Kate. don't make me come into that office. I can't stand it. Shh, Kate. Okay, Kate. Shh. Kate, shall I let you into a little secret? I don't want to come to work either. Some mornings I feel if I step foot back into that fucking office, I'm going to burst into tears in front of everyone, cry my eyes out like a child. Really? It's true. I hate it, Kate. I hate everything about it. I want to make myself tiny, jump in the paper aeroplane and float out of the window and join all the other tiny people and have a party on the hill. It's a bit daft, but you get the idea. Then... You, Kate. It's you. Me? You. You're the reason I get out of bed in the morning. You're what keeps me awake at night. You're the only reason I come in at all. I adore you. I always have done. And it's only now when I'm scared I'm, I might never see you again that I can tell you. So please, please come in today. <laughs> Okay, what shall I wear? Anything you like. Shall I wear my green v-neck? If you like. And my beige skirt? Whatever. Or maybe my grey trousers? Just come in, please. I need you. Okay, Sam, I'll be there in half an hour. <laughs> Goodbye, my love. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Sam, it's me. I'm here. I'm here for you. <laughs> Kate, it's 11 o'clock. You said you'd be half an hour. I wanted to make myself look nice for you. What do you think? It's fine, Kate. It's fine. Is that it? Fine. What do you want me to say? You, you look very appropriately dressed for work. <laughs> Modest. Modest? Perhaps a bit too much makeup. But you look fine. Don't worry about it. Why are you doing this? Listen, is this going to take much longer? I've got a lot to do, and so have you for that matter. 
a shed load of paperwork sitting on your workstation. What about the things you said about, about the little people up on the hill? Kate, I'm the boss. You know what that means? I'm the guy that gets things done. If I don't, I lose my job. If that means coaxing you out of bed at ten past ten by whatever means necessary, then so be it. I am an IT literate, articulate communicator with a proven track record of team working, team building and team leading skills. I have a well-developed interpersonal skill as a result of this experience. I am able to organise and prioritise my time and that of my colleagues in a pressure situation. That's why I'm good at my job. Please. Got out of bed, the alarm clock told me that it was sorry. The alarm clock told me that it was sorry. The alarm clock told me that it was sorry, 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 sorry. Got out of bed. Available for work was written by Tom Wainwright. The actors were Sam Alexander, Katie Edigarov, Alex Waldman, Susie Zara, Amelia Sears, and Tom Wainwright. The sound recordist was James Robinson, and the signature tune, The Seeds, was written and performed by Sam Halmarak. The audio podcast of Available for Work was produced by Sasha Yevtushenko, a kitchen group production in association with a paper aeroplane theatre company. www.myspace.com forward slash HSD London. Oh.